Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. On this episode, I'm going to talk about Nyami Nyami, the river god of the Zambezi River that runs through Zambia and Zimbabwe. The following story is a retelling of true events that occurred in the 1950s during the construction of the Kariba Dam. Here's this week's five-minute folklore. Not too long ago, the construction of a large dam began on the Zambezi River. The Batonga people who lived in the valley were worried that this would upset the river god, Nyami Nyami, who they believed had protected them and allowed them to live in peace for centuries. The Batonga people were told by the construction team that they would have to relocate whilst the work was carried out. There will be some flooding while the dam is built, which will affect your homes. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to move further up the river. The people were upset. Why are you building here? You'll upset Nyami Nyami. Nyami Nyami? The worker looked confused. The god of the river. The rock where you are building your dam, Kariba, is the home of Nyami Nyami. He will drag anyone who goes near it down, down under the water, or they'll be trapped forever. I'm trying to warn you. Okay. The worker sighed and rolled his eyes. Well, thanks for the warning, but we're going to go ahead with the project anyway, so, as I said, you're going to have to move. The Batonga people packed up their belongings and reluctantly moved upriver. Don't worry. One of them said to the others. We will be back. Nyame Nyame will not allow this to happen. Construction continued until the following year with no problems. The dam was almost complete when the floods hit the worst the river had ever seen. They destroyed and washed away most of the dam and machinery and also killed many workers. Some believed it was the work of Nyami Nyami. Knowing the Batonga people knew the river better than anyone, some of the construction crew visited them for help. Floods have destroyed our work and killed our men. We need your help locating the bodies. They have disappeared. We tried to warn you. This was Nyami Nyami. You've angered him. 
First, you need to make a sacrifice. A black calf must be offered to the river. The workers did not believe the floods to be the work of a river god. But in desperation for the help of the Batonga people, they slaughtered a black calf and placed it in the water, hoping they would assist them if they were appeased. The following morning, the body of the calf had gone, and in its place were the bodies of the missing workers. The other workers still dismissed the spiritual claims of the native people. Nothing but coincidence. At least these men can be returned to their families and laid to rest. Work was resumed on the dam. The damage was fixed and rebuilt. Until the following year, when the floods struck again. This time they were even worse, and large sections of the dam were destroyed again. Nyami nyami. The Batonga people continued to warn, but the workers were not deterred, and once the floods had stopped, they persisted to complete the work. Eventually, four years after the start of the project, work was completed. The Batonga people still wait to return to their home, and after the completion of the dam, tremors were regularly felt in the area. Nyami Nyami is not finished. I can feel him stirring. The dam has separated him in the river from his wife. One day he will come back and destroy that dam once and for all, to be reunited with her, and then we can finally return to our homes. Often referred to as Zimbabwe's Loch Ness Monster, Nyami Nyami is the ancestral spirit, or Madzimu, of the Tonga people who live along the Zambezi River and is thought to provide food, water and protection for them. Its name derives from the words Nyama Yamaninga, which means pieces of meat. This is because long ago, in times of drought, it is told that Nyami Nyami would allow villagers to slice off pieces of its own belly to eat and survive. Ceremonial dances are performed in praise of Nyami Nyami, and his depiction is carved into walking sticks and necklaces which are worn for protection. It is portrayed as having the body of a snake and the head of either a fish, crocodile or dragon. It's said to be 3 metres wide and at least 100 metres long. It can also appear in the form of a whirlwind. When he swims past, the water turns red, and those who dare to get near to him or to his home can be sucked into the water through whirlpools, never to be seen again. Because of this, Nyami Nyami's home is named Karawa, meaning trap. Karawa was a large rock and the location the dam was built. The name of Karaba Dam comes from the word Karawa. Nyami Nyami is also thought to make his home in the deepest waters of the Zambezi River and at the bottom of the Victoria Falls. Although many locals claim to have witnessed Nyami Nyami for themselves, none have seen his wife, who is also rumoured to live in the Zambezi River. The dam caused their separation, which is the main reason for Nyami Nyami's anger. He is also angered by the rise in the water level of the lake, 
that the dam has caused, which has buried his rock home 30 metres below the surface. Some think that sightings of Nyami Nyami are nothing more than extremely large catfish, which can reach up to 15 feet long in the Zambezi River. In 2012, many sightings were reported by residents and fishermen of a suburb of Cariba Town, and the Zimbabwean newspaper The Sunday Mail investigated. I'm going to read a short account from that investigation now, which I found on scotsman.com. We were anchoring our boat near the District Development Fund harbour, when we saw a large group of people rushing to the harbour. We quickly roped in our boat and rushed to where the group had gathered. I saw, with my own eyes, a monster snake that was almost 200 metres long, said fisherman Tepera Siongongara. Ask anyone who lives around this area and you will get confirmations of this story. The truth of the matter is that Nyami Nyami revealed itself to the people recently, added a second fisherman. The Tonga people, consisting of 20,000 on the Zimbabwe side and 29,000 on the Zambian side, had always lived through fishing the Zambezi River. But once they were relocated due to the dam construction, they had to adjust to farming crops instead. Work on the Cariba Dam began in the mid-1950s, and it was hit with multiple floods and disasters before it was finished, resulting in over 80 deaths over the course of the construction. Even during surveys for the dam in 1950, a huge cyclone from the Indian Ocean hit the area. The hurricane was so severe that it rose the Zambezi River by 7 metres in a single night. Villages were swept away and the survey team were killed in a landslide. The floods that hit the partway constructed dam between 1956 and 1958, the first striking on a Christmas Eve, were said to be once in 1,000 year floods and killed many workers, including 11 Italian men, who were swept away. Their bodies were later found stuck in the partially wet cement of the dam wall. The bodies are still part of the wall today, as it was structurally safer to leave them there. After the floods, the disasters continued, and in 1959, a platform collapse at the power station killed another 17. All of these deaths and troubles were blamed on the anger of Nyami Nyami, The regular quakes in the area since the completion of the dam, including 20 which hit 5 on the Richter scale between 1963 and 1983, are still thought to be the Zambezi snake spirit planning his revenge. The rumbling still occurs today, and it could perhaps be Nyami Nyami, or as many others believe, the quakes are being caused by the added water pressure created by the dam. I'm gonna be
We're coming to the end of this episode now, and it'll be the last one for a short while, as I'm moving house and starting a new degree, but once I'm settled, the podcast will return. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at at Bob Shoy, that's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y, and there are social media pages for the podcast easily found on Facebook and Instagram, that's at 5-Minute Folklore. You can also visit the website 5minutefolklore.com where you can support the show. And now we're at the end of a run of episodes. If you have enjoyed the content I put out, then consider doing that. Other ways to help for free are to rate and review on iTunes, which helps the show get noticed, or by telling a friend about it, or posting about it on social media. And that's all really, really appreciated. If you want to get in contact with me about anything at all, including wanting to provide voices for the stories, episode suggestions, or just to say hi, then you can do that through the website or directly via the email 5minutefolklore at gmail.com. Finally, a big thanks to Rick Dove and Rebecca Chapman for providing voices on this episode and for all of the voices they have done on this batch of episodes. Thanks so much, guys. They're always great and I really appreciate it. And also a special thanks to the guest voices we've had on these ones, Charish Bishop, Eleanor Osterberg, James Mildenstein and Ren Congdon. One more extra thanks to Rebecca Chapman for all of the individual artworks that she puts together for the episodes. Apologies for an extra long wrap up. I hope you've all enjoyed the episodes I've put together so far and I'm looking forward to doing more in the future. Until I return, thanks so much for listening and I really do mean that. Thank you. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 